I'm Kelly Henderson. I am Executive Director of Formed Families Forward. So what inspired you to get involved with uh, Formed Families Forward? Sure. Um, so Form Families Forward was founded in uh, 2011, and I was one of the group of women, um, all moms uh, through foster care and adoption, uh, who realized that despite having lots of resources in our area and despite us personally having lots of um, professional expertise and um, uh, familiarity with uh, rules and laws and regulations and policies that our children um, with special needs were still not getting what they needed, uh, particularly in school, but also in our behavioral health or mental health system. Um, so there's a lot of frustration um, by this group of moms. Um, we sort of banded together and um, we had an attorney, we had a, a special education experts, um, we had a nurse, um, and collectively we decided to create this um, nonprofit where we were initially just providing pro bono services uh, to child welfare agencies and other foster and adoptive and kinship family members um, who were struggling to uh, get their needs met. For you, I was doing research and you've done a lot for kids. What is it like helping kids? Helping kids is um, helping kids and families is, is the core of what we do. And it is essential to, um, to making uh, foster adoptive and kin kinship families successful. So um, if we're not reaching families directly, um, there's missed opportunities and the outcomes for kids just um, are poor, are poorer. Um, and so it's really important for us to be able to um, work directly with kids, directly with families and use our personal lived experiences also uh, to provide those peer supports. Yeah. How does your program help the confidence of not only kids, but their families as well? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's that old adage of knowledge is power, and it really is just so true um, that our systems, our service systems and education and behavioral health and mental health and uh, the court system and child welfare and other social services are just very fragmented. Um, and um, I know I know Northern Virginia is not unique in that, but it is really a challenging system to navigate. So um, I think uh, us being in a place again from a, a peer perspective to be able to share our lived experiences, but also help those families navigate services and supports, understand how those systems are supposed to work together, um, and really give tools for them to advocate. Um, to improve outcomes for their families, to make those connections, to ask questions that they didn't know they could ask or should ask uh, about those services, to say, hey, what about this service or that service? Or why um, have have these two these two dots not been connected for my kid yet? Um, and uh, that's really important. It puts it puts the family then in the driver's seat. Um, it puts the child, you know, front and center rather than the system sort of um, steering the boat. So with the organization, you do a lot to help others, but what do you do to help your own mental health? <laughs> that's that's a that's a great question. Um, so we talk a lot about self-care and really finding ways to um, regulate within your own um, self, within your own family. Um, and so I think, um, you know, we recognize, I hope that we recognize that uh, as staff members of this organization, that we need to do that. We need to 
to prioritize our families and prioritize ourselves, um, but then also be able to be nimble and and helpful in responding to other families. So personally, um, uh, I I have my own kids, and so I do a lot of things with my kids. Um, we bike and we walk dogs and we um, attend Special Olympic events and do a lot of things um, in the community. Uh, but I I relish a, a little bit of quiet time once in a while myself, uh, uh, getting a good book that has nothing to do with, with the uh, with the work world is always a good a, a good escape for me. What are some of the things that motivate you? Uh, again, I think just really helping uh, families and being able to support families that have are walking a similar walk or or um, are in a place where. We know they there are better paths, and they need um, some support finding that path, um, and that's that's huge. That's really motivating to see families, um, you know, take charge of their journey, um, have the knowledge and the tools they need to do that, and then um, supporting their their children, their youth, their young adults, because um, it is it's a long journey. It's a never ending journey of uh, for for some families that are raising. Um, young adults with with disabilities and other special needs, especially when they have that foster, adoptive, or kinship family overlay. And I'll just say that kinship, um, for those who may not be familiar with that term, that's when an extended family member has stepped in to care for a child. It may be a grandparent, an aunt or uncle. It may even be a close family friend. And it may be a formal relationship. It may be an informal relationship. But we have a lot of kinship families in our region, and a lot of them um, are um, struggling to to find the supports and services that that they need to um, strengthen their family. Can you tell me about your your family's journey? Oh, gosh, sure. Um, so my husband and I um, formed our family through foster care and adoption. So um, my oldest and my youngest of three boys, um, who are now all young men, um, uh, they're all now 19 to 25. Um, they joined our family through um through the public foster care system. So um, in both cases with um, my oldest and my youngest, we were aware uh, they were in foster care placements um, uh, when we met them. Uh, they were both young. Um, my my first was uh, uh, nine months when we met him and my, my um, youngest, um, my oldest was nine months and my youngest was a little over a year when we met him. Um, and we both, in both cases, we knew there were some special needs, um, uh, chronic medical conditions and um, the effect of trauma and the effect of um, prenatal alcohol exposure. Um, so we knew those things going in. Um, nonetheless, uh, it still is a, it is still a very um, uphill battle to, to understand the extent of those needs as they develop and, and evolve um, and support them through through uh, early intervention services, through schools, um, navigating the behavioral health system, um, it's been a it's been a really long journey. Um, I'm glad to say that that we have um, developed some strategies and changed um, our way of parenting, um, and changed our approach and used new tools to make connections, find the providers that are going to actually work for them. And I think we're um, knock on wood <laughs> uh, at a fairly uh, stable place um, in in our home. But it takes a lot of coordination. It takes a lot of juggling. It takes a lot um, when there are two parents, when we're fortunate to have two parents in the household, um, a lot of coordination and communication and a lot of um, um, conflict resolution <laughs> uh, to to make that work. Um, so, but it is, it is, it is um, really important 
to our family to to keep at it um, and and really figure out uh, strategies that are going to um, move us to the next place, even if if the current place we're in is really tough. Um, it is it's a it's a journey. Yeah, what advice would you give uh, any parents in a similar situation? Oh gosh, reach out, um, connect with others that have um, li- similar lived experiences. Um, don't give up, but be realistic. Um, I think about the huge impact that trauma has, um, on some children, on many children, especially children who have been in foster care, who have been in kinship care, who uh, have been through adoption. Um, there's loss, there's grief. There's, um, again, the added, um, what we would call intersectionality of disability plus this conditions of that brought them to foster care adoption or kinship. Um, so there's a lot. And so I think, um, you know, connecting, learning, being open to the continual um, new information that may surface um, and, and, and working openly with your ch- child, your youth, um, um, talking about their needs, talking about their preferences, talking about their strengths, building on those strengths, um, but then also finding ways to help support their challenges. Where do you want to see the organization, say, in the next three to five years? Oh, gosh. Uh, I would love to to reach out to even more uh, foster adoptive and kinship families so they know about us. We still... Um, are surprised by fo- the fact that we haven't reached everybody that 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 could have benefit from our services. So so appreciate this opportunity to share. Um, so I think outreach is certainly um, ongoing. We de- definitely like to do a better outreach with our Spanish speaking families. Um, we have a lot of kinship families who um, uh, speak Spanish, and we want to make sure we're reaching that. So I think that's an area of growth. Um, I think uh, you know, like like in all small nonprofits. Um, Diversifying our sources of support is a goal. So we have a lot of grant funding, which we're very grateful for. But um, it is a continual, you know, chase for those those funds. So I think um, being able to find other ways of sustaining our work and and um, providing a strong operational base is always a goal. Um, so reaching more families, doing more things, um, and being more stable as an organization are, are definitely three goals that I can name immediately. <laughs> How can people reach out and learn more? Uh, so our website is probably the best first stop, and that's formed, F-O-R-M-E-D, families, plural, forward.org. So formedfamiliesforward.org um, is a great place. We also have uh, social media, uh, particularly uh, Facebook and Instagram. So we invite folks to follow us there. We post things every day. Um, and then we have us, one of our services is uh, free of charge consultations. So if a family um, would like to connect with us, if maybe are facing an issue or have some questions, um, aren't happy with the the way that the the child's uh, progress is, is happening or not happening, um, we can schedule a free uh, Zoom or in-person or phone consultation. Um, and we're really um, glad to sit down chart out a plan of action um, and share resources and help navigate those services and systems. 